The South Carolina Gamecocks will be facing either Haynes King or Connor Wegman from the Texas A&M Aggies on Saturday. But I believe that there's one quarterback in particular between those two that the Gamecocks would much rather like to play. Which quarterback is that? I'll be discussing that today on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Line, and as always, thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch every day. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. The Gamecocks have got a pivotal matchup taking place later this week on Saturday night when they will take on the Texas A&M Aggies under the lights in Williams-Brice Stadium. And like the Gamecocks had in the 2021 season, the Texas A&M Aggies have had a bit of a revolving door at the quarterback position as they have played both Max Johnson and Haynes King so far this year, benching Haynes King after the App State performance that he had in favor of Max Johnson. Max Johnson, however, received an injury against the Mississippi State Bulldogs where he broke a bone in his throwing hand, which has subsequently taken him out for what seems like the rest of the regular season. So now the Aggies have a bit of a dilemma heading into their contest against the South Carolina Gamecocks. Will they play either Haynes King, a guy who has experience but has also been a bit inconsistent with his performances, or Connor Wegman, a highly touted, I believe five-star out of high school from this past recruiting cycle who is a true freshman right now who has, by the way, never played a single down of college ball. Well, I'm going to discuss the case for why the Gamecocks want to play and wouldn't want to play against both of these guys on today's show, and I will eventually give you all my answer as to who I think South Carolina would much rather like to play or which matchup is more favorable for them. So let's start off with Haynes King, the incumbent starter Heading into this year, if you want to call him an incumbent, after he got hurt last season in just week two against Colorado after starting just the first game against Kent State. Now, why would the Gamecocks not want to play against Haynes King? Well, as I mentioned earlier, he has the most experience between both of these quarterbacks. He's appeared in eight games so far in his Aggie career, and he started four of these games, including just recently on the road against the Alabama Crimson Tide two weekends ago. So he has some big game experience when playing on the road, albeit a very small amount. Another reason why the Gamecocks wouldn't want to play Haynes King is he brings a different dimension to Jimbo Fisher's offense with the athleticism he brings to the position. And I would consider him to be a true dual threat quarterback. And admittedly, pretty much since South Carolina last saw really dominant defenses in their football program back in 2013, the Gamecocks have not done very well against a lot of the dual threat quarterbacks they have played since 2013. And Haynes King is another guy where they would have to account for his legs. Haynes King is very dangerous in terms of the play-action game in Jimbo Fisher's offense, specifically play-action rollouts due to his athleticism. He also has solid pocket awareness when he is sitting back looking for an open receiver to throw the football. 
Basically, when he hears footsteps, he is able to get out of the pocket quickly and find the open hole where he needs to run out in order to try to extend the play and continue to try to look down the field. He will also run some inverted veer option plays, some run pass option plays, and sometimes even some speed option as well. Well, and Jimbo Fisher likes his running ability so much to where even though he runs a pro style offense for the most part, he will call some quarterback counter runs to try and take advantage of Haynes King's legs. Now, why would the Gamecocks want to play Haynes King? Well, I have to say, when I watched back Texas A&M's game against Alabama just two weekends ago, there was one thing that I inferred from Haynes King's performance, specifically the way he threw the ball. And my one inference from that game was this. It seems like that Haynes King's emotions have an effect on his play throughout the course of a game. And here's what I mean by this. When Haynes King threw the football over the middle of the field to his wide receivers, he had a tendency to put a little bit too much juice on the football. Basically, he had a lot of high passes where his receivers had to almost fully extend their arms up in order to try and reel in the football. Basically, they had to make a bunch of spectacular plays on a lot of throws that, quite frankly, weren't that deep down the field. Mainly, you know, routes that were anywhere from 5 to 15 yards. So again, shouldn't be that difficult of a pass for an SEC starting quarterback, but... At times, Haynes King made it more difficult than it needed to be. He also showed a propensity against Alabama to try and make some risky throws. Basically, try to be Superman on plays where he felt like they needed to convert. He had an interception that he threw late in the first half against Alabama, which I believe was on a third down play where he was being pressured from his left. He rolled all the way out to his right, nearly to the sidelines, and at the last second decided basically just throw the ball up, and he threw it right to an Alabama defender. On the final drive of the game, where the Aggies were trying to drive down the field and score a touchdown and try to win the game, he threw three passes in double coverage, trying to, again, help the Aggies win the game, but on all these passes, it very well could have been intercepted, including the pass that he did manage to complete to Evan Stewart because Stewart put in a Herculean effort to jump over the Alabama defender that was in front of him and stay in front of the Alabama defender that was behind him and somehow reel the ball in. Now, because Haynes King has a propensity to, again, put a little bit too much gusto on his passes, he needs quick passes to get himself into a rhythm in the football game. Passes like a slant, maybe a stick route from a tight end or slot receiver, some short dig routes, basically one-cut routes that are going to go over the middle of the field, some drag routes, which is basically a shorter variant of a dig route, and others as well, and this kind of passing attack, while, again, it can be good for a quarterback in order to establish that short passing game, as I've gone over on this show before, it can also work to handicap the pro-style offense that head coach Jimbo Fisher for the Texas A&M Aggies wants to try and employ. Now, to be fair, it does seem that, from what I watched in at least the Texas A&M-Alabama game, that this isn't all on Haynes King. Texas A&M's offensive line does seem to have some issues in terms of pass protection. They don't seem to be quite as good as they were at least in 2021, and it seems like that they really show these struggles the most on plays that take a long time to develop, unlike some of, again, these quicker passing plays. Another reason why the Gamecocks would want to play Haynes King is while he's the most experienced quarterback between him and Connor Wegman at the collegiate level, 
he hasn't exactly lit the world on fire when he has started. His average stat line from his four starts, which, by the way, were against Kent State, Sam Houston State, App State, and Alabama. So, one powerhouse program, two group of five programs, and one FCS team. This was his average stat line from those four games. A 61.8% completion percentage, 251.5 passing yards, and a 1.16 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio. Basically, for every touchdown he throws, he pretty much is also going to throw interception paired along with that. So again, not the greatest stat line considering the fact that he hasn't faced the toughest of competition when he has been the starting quarterback for this Aggies offense. So you've now heard what Haynes King has to offer, but What does Connor Wegman have to offer? Is there actually a chance that despite him only being a true freshman compared to the redshirt sophomore in Haynes King, he could have more talent? Maybe there's a higher ceiling that he brings to the field. Remember, this is a guy that Jimbo Fisher did pretty much select over Quinn Ewers, who he could have potentially gotten this past offseason. I'm going to discuss all of that in just a couple of moments, but before I do so, I need to talk to y'all about our friends over at Upside, who are the sponsors for today's show, because I know that you are all cringing at the gas pump every time you go to fill up your gas tank, and you're tired of getting these eye-popping checks at your favorite restaurants, because inflation is hitting everyone hard, which is why I started using Upside, because I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside, and I'm using that cash to help alleviate my wallet whenever I do make my weekly grocery run, or whenever I go get gas after I just made my trip to the gym. And this isn't too good to be true. It is free and easy to use. And take it from me, I have used it. It works great. To get started, download the free Upside app, then use our promo code LOCKED and get $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and voila, you just got paid. By Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars cash back every week. And if you still question just how good they are, I'll let the 4.8 star rating on the App Store speak for itself. So again, download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK to get $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Once again, that's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. All right, so I've talked about Haynes King and why the Gamecocks would want to and wouldn't want to face him. Now, let's talk about the highly touted true freshman again. The kid who was basically taken over Quinn Ewers during this past offseason in Connor Wegman. Now, why would the Gamecocks not want to play the true freshman, Connor Wegman. Some of you might be thinking, Andrew, he's a true freshman quarterback. You're saying he's never taken a snap in a college football game. I feel like that I would take my chances against the true freshman. You're telling me that there's actually reasons why they wouldn't want to play against him? Yes, I am. Let me dive into it further. He can throw the ball at all levels of the field, both horizontally and vertically. Connor Wegman is one of the best true freshmen I have seen in quite some time when it comes to being able to throw the football in stride his receivers anywhere on the field. And that includes throwing the ball outside the numbers, which is a very advanced throwing area for a freshman quarterback that in college football you just do not see quite 
often. Another reason why they would not want to play against Connor Wegman. He adjusts really well to adverse circumstances. At least he did playing 6A football in the state of Texas, which is some of the best high school football that you could ever see across the United States. He works the pocket like he is a magician in order to buy himself more time to find an open receiver. He's not maybe as quick as Haynes King, but he's very good at being able to figure out maybe an opening that he has if the pocket's collapsing in a certain area, escaping the pocket, and again, continuing to look down the field trying to find that open receiver. And he's pretty seamless in terms of moving from one spot to another, setting his feet and throwing the ball in stride to an over-receiver down the field. He can also change up how he throws the football depending on the type of pass he needs to make. He can put some real fire on the ball and put it on the line, or he could put some touch on his pass when needed and spot the ball only where his receiver can go make a play on it. And he also has a keen awareness of where his check down option is if he's got somebody sort of close to the pocket if he needs to dump off the football at the last second. And... The last reason why the Gamecocks wouldn't want to play him is, as I mentioned earlier, he's not maybe quite the athlete that Haynes King is, but he is a threat with his legs. Make no mistake about it. He does have dual threat ability that he brings to the quarterback position. He can scramble out of the pocket. He can take off for yards when he needs to or when he wants to, and he can run some designed option plays. Again, maybe not to the extent that Haynes King can, but he is no slouch. He will make your linebackers have to run sideline to sideline if he wants to. And another thing, he can throw the football on the run. He can make off-platform throws if he has to. If he does not have the time to stop, plant his feet, and really get himself a sturdy base before he lines up for his throw. Now, why would the Gamecocks want to play Connor Wegman? Well, as I already alluded to earlier in this portion of the show, um, he's never played a college football game. So, obviously, it would be a pretty big spot for any true freshman to have to start their first ever college football game on the road against a conference foe in a hostile environment like Williams-Brice Stadium. Obviously, with 2001, a space odyssey, sandstorm, the brand new LED lights flashing garnet and white and all the like in the stadium. I definitely could see how that would definitely get to a true freshman quarterback. At least Kaya Sheeran for Kentucky had the advantage of he had the game in his own backyard at Kroger Field. Connor Wegman would not have that luxury if he were to be the starting quarterback for the Aggies facing South Carolina on Saturday night. So... I've kind of gone over both Haynes King and Connor Wegman now and why the Gamecocks wouldn't wouldn't want to play against either quarterback. So now, let me ask you the important question regarding everything that I just told you. Who should the Gamecocks want to play against? I'll give you a few seconds to answer that in your own mind. Okay, now let's come back and talk about it. Who should the Gamecocks want to play against out of these two quarterbacks? I'll give you all my answer. In my mind... They should want to play Haynes King. And I've got three main reasons why this is my answer. Firstly, I understand that I am judging the whole emotions affecting his play aspect or inference that I'm making based off of one game from Texas A&M playing against Alabama two weekends ago. And obviously, Bama's ferocious defense with guys like Will Anderson and Dallas Turner in the box could potentially do that to any quarterback that is facing the Crimson Tide, especially in Tuscaloosa on the road. But 
if I am correct with this inference about his emotions affecting his play potentially, in my opinion, with the Aggies playing on the road, playing in Williams-Brice, that could play a big factor in this game, considering that the Aggies probably right now feel like that they are in need of a win. They are 3-3 three and three currently on the season. Right now, they're looking at potentially a 4-5 or five loss season. Now, they do have an easier stretch at the end of the year. Certainly not going to be playing teams like Mississippi State, like Alabama, not even like South Carolina. They're going to be playing some teams that they ought to defeat. I mean, teams like Auburn and Liberty, and I believe an out-of-conference foe in like the second to last week of the year, they ought to win the majority of those games. So the urgency now for this portion of the season for A&M is they got to try to take one. They got to try to maybe steal one, quote unquote. And this would probably be a game that they feel like that they should and could do that. I mean, they've never lost to South Carolina in this series. So they would have valid reason as to why they would potentially think that way. So I could see Haynes King coming out here. And again, if he lets his emotions drive his play at times, I could see Haynes King maybe pushing the envelope a bit too much in certain situations, making some big mistakes, mistakes that South Carolina's defense could have a chance to capitalize on. So that's my first reason. The second reason, I think, ironically enough, kind of like Spencer Rattler and the issues that he's had in Marcus Satterfield's pro-style offense this season, I think that Haynes King is having some trouble with this pro-style scheme of Jimbo Fishers at Texas A&M and how drawn out certain plays are, how long it takes for plays to fully process. And I think that it really and truthfully kind of gets to him when he's having to sit back in the pocket, and especially with his shaky offensive line that I mentioned earlier, he's having to trust, okay, I can go one Mississippi here, two Mississippi over here. All right, that guy's not over. All right, where's the third read? And basically hope at times that he's not about to get put on his butt. And again, just based on watching AM's game against Bama, that happened a lot. So I can only imagine what's happened in some of these other games that AM has played so far this year. And when you have that happening, it could cause you to get a little bit jittery, get a little bit nervous back there. And I do feel like that at times it does get to Haynes King. I do feel like there's certain places where he does handle it, but it's not consistent enough in this regard. And obviously, again, the game of football, all it takes is one play to get to you. It could be a drive killer. You could take a sack in the pocket that was unnecessary. You could end up making a turnover, or you could end up maybe taking a chance of one of your linemen getting a holding penalty because you're sitting back there so long. Those are the kind of risks that you take in those situations. The last reason why I think the game cocks would want to play, or should want to play, I should say, against Haynes King. If Connor Wegman were to play in this game, this is just my thought process. If Wegman, let's say, was the starter for the Aggies, Jimbo, in my opinion, being the veteran coach he is, would not be stubborn enough to just throw him straight into the fire pit. What I mean by that is, sure, he would already be playing him on the road in this hypothetical situation, but... I don't think he would ask Connor Wegman to go out there and try to throw the ball like 40-plus times in the football game. I think, basically, if Wegman were playing, that means that Devon Achan, the star running back for the Texas A&M Aggies, would see a lot of action in the running game. And I got to be honest with y'all, Devon Achan has given South Carolina fits for years now, or at least this past season. He did to a great deal in College Station at Kyle Field. And... I think that that could potentially happen again this year. Obviously, again, AM's offensive line is maybe not as good as it has been in years past, 
But Devon Achan's a very good running back. I still have my concerns about South Carolina's rush defense, especially at the linebacker unit with the starting group. So I think that that would actually work in the favor of Texas A&M in that regard, which is why I think South Carolina should want to play against Haynes King because here's what I will say. While I don't think Jimbo Fisher is so stubborn that, again, he would make Wegman throw the ball a ton against South Carolina, I do think he is stubborn enough to potentially sit back and think to himself, man, I'm an offensive mind. I've won a national championship with Florida State. Everybody here thinks I've lost my marbles. They think I don't know what I'm doing anymore in terms of calling plays. They think that I'm incompetent for the fact that I have given Haynes King not one, but two chances as the starting quarterback at Texas A&M for two straight seasons. I'm going to prove to everybody that this is the guy we should be rolling with and that I was right the whole time. I could see Jimbo Fisher doing that, and I could see that dictating the plays that he calls. Offensive coordinators, offensive minds, especially, you know, guys at Jimbo's level and the NFL, y'all, those coaches have real big fat egos. I know you probably don't need me to tell you that, but I promise you, those egos can get in the way sometimes of logic when it comes to maybe making some personnel decisions, making some play calling decisions in certain situations in a football game. And I could see that happening with Haynes King being in there in standard Connor Wegman. So for those three reasons, I think that is why a matchup against Haynes King would be more favorable for the South Carolina Gamecocks on Saturday night. So I talked about the quarterback situation for Texas A&M, but now you might be wondering to yourself, since we're coming off a bye week, what is the latest on the injury front for South Carolina heading into this very important conference matchup? And I'm going to touch on all that in just a few moments, but first... Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from the South Carolina Gamecocks weekend game. Now, of course, South Carolina did not play this past weekend. So for this segment, I decided to choose a thrilling moment, a thrilling classic moment from this past season, where the Gamecocks faced off against the East Carolina Pirates back in week two in 2021. The Gamecocks, in a tied game against the Pirates, drove 54 yards down the field over the final four minutes and 54 seconds of the ball game, which was capped off by a game-winning 36-yard field goal from the left tash by Parker White, the all-time leading scorer in South Carolina history, which helped the Gamecocks secure a 20-17 victory over East Carolina and also would wind up helping South Carolina reach a bowl game in year one under head coach Shane Beamer. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. All right, so to end today's show real quick, I'm going to let y'all in on the injury update that Shane Bieber gave to the local media members on his Sunday night teleconference call. Now, obviously, the Gamecocks have been dealing with a bunch of injuries throughout the majority of this football season, so this bye week... This past week came at a great time for the Gamecocks in order to try to get some more guys healthy for the second half of this season. And according to Coach Shane Beamer, he thinks that the majority of these guys are going to be able to at least dress and maybe play against Texas A&M 
But he did say that everyone is probable except for Christian Beal Smith and Corey Rucker. He thinks that probably as of that moment on Sunday night that they would be questionable. And of course, they always try to maybe reevaluate the situation going throughout the week. He did say that they definitely have a chance to play. And he also said that Terrell Dawkins, while still doubtful, is making really good progress coming off that minor knee procedure that he had earlier in the season. And obviously, I think that the staff would love to have Terrell Dawkins back for sure at that edge spot as the Gamecocks, from a depth perspective, are quite thin as of right now. I believe that they've had true freshman Brian Thomas Jr. at the second string level at one of these spots for like the last two or three weeks because George Stroud, of course, is out for the year with a torn ACL. Terrell Dawkins has been out for a few weeks now with his minor knee procedure. And, of course, some other guys that are older vets just, quite frankly, have not stepped up for the Gamecocks enough at that spot. So, um, he did, again, say that he was doubtful, but he does continue to come along well. So you could see Terrell Dawkins come back for this team before the end of the regular season, seems like, based on what Shane Beaver said on Sunday night. So obviously, good news in terms of Alex Boogie Huntley and seemingly everybody else on the defensive side of the ball, which, again, has been the side that's been ravaged the most by the injury bug so far this season. So again, Really great news for the most part, heading into what is a pivotal game against the Texas A&M Aggies on Saturday night. So, what are y'all's thoughts on the Texas A&M quarterback conundrum? Would you rather see the Gamecocks play against Haynes King, or would you rather see them play against Connor Wegmer? Which matchup do you think favors the Gamecocks the most, and what is your reason why? I want to hear all of y'all's thoughts down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube, or you can feel free to send me a direct message over on Twitter at A-Line underscore SC, and of course, I'll be sure to respond to any reply or comment that you have as quickly as I see it. And of course, if y'all have enjoyed the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast and want to get more news on the entire SEC conference, then go make Locked On SEC, your second listen every day, where host Chris Scordy and the local experts of Locked On take you across the entire SEC in just 30 minutes. Quite the feat by Chris Scordy. So make sure that you make Locked On SEC your second listen after, of course, the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. But with that being said, y'all, that does it for me on today's show. I hope that y'all have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.